we remain standing to honor the gospel of Jesus that comes to us from Luke chapter 17. The apostles said to the Lord, increase our faith. The Lord replied, if you had faith the size of a mustard seed, you could say to this mulberry tree, be uprooted and planted in the sea and it would obey you. Who among you would say to your slave who has just come in from plowing or tending sheep in the field, come here at once and take your place at the table? Would you not rather say to him, prepare supper for me, put your apron on and serve me while I eat and drink? Later you may eat and drink. Do you thank the slave for doing what was commanded? So also, when you have done all that you were ordered to do, say, we are worthless slaves. We have done only what we ought to have done. This is the word of our Lord. Thanks be to God. Be seated, please. Let's pray together. We pray that on this World Communion Sunday, our eyes may may be opened and we may be given the gift of seeing more clearly, following more nearly, and loving you more dearly, God. For nothing else really matters. All of this, all of this really is ritual and metaphor. Until we get to you and your great mystery of love. And then we are talking about miracle and transformation. And the possibility of your kingdom coming on earth as in heaven. It seems a tall and impossible order which means it must be from you, and we thank you. Illumine our minds, our hearts, as we think together on this ancient text. In the name of the one who came for us, even Jesus the Christ, who makes us one, we pray. Amen. Well, this is a doozy of a text for World Communion Sunday and for, uh, for uh, Commitment Sunday at a church. You worthless slaves, you. (laughs) It's a tough text. A text always has a context. And we have to remind ourselves of what the context is in which we find this passage from Luke chapter 17. For without the context, you can get things completely wrong. You know that. You could wake one day and see someone with a mask hovering over you with a knife. And you could assume it's a robber a rapist, a killer, or you could recall, I'm having gallbladder surgery, and the surgeon said that she would come by and speak to me before the surgery. It's all a matter of context, right? The context for Luke 17 is that Jesus is talking about money. When the church talks about money, we're not just about fundraising. We're trying to talk about the things that Jesus talked about, and In the Gospels, and especially in Luke, Jesus talks a lot more about money than he does about heaven or hell. But he's not just fundraising. He's not just trying to get the pastor to have a a pay increase. That's not the point of this at all. 
point is, our money is our energy concentrated. Our money is an expression of our life, of, of what we gathered and the energy and the resources we have. So really, questions about money is questions about our lives. What will we do with it? How will we live it? What do we finally trust in this world? Do we trust that God, who connects us all, has provided enough in this world so that everyone can have enough? Do we believe this really? Or do we believe in scarcity that says there's not enough, it's a dog-eat-dog world out there, and we have to compete with everyone in order to get what's ours because we're special and they're not. We're in, they're out, we're good, they're bad. It's a fundamental, foundational question that, that echoes through the ages. And in this text, I think Jesus is inviting us once again to trust to believe, to have this thing we call faith. That this way, this truth, this life that's being laid out for us really is the only way, the only truth, and the only life. Well, it sounds great in theory. It's great on a Sunday morning when you've got a robe and a stole on, but it's hard. I know it's hard. It's hard for me. It's hard for you. It's not logical. Our financial advisors will never tell us to walk in this way and live in this way with our money. It feels completely out of control, which is when I begin to think, hey, maybe God's in this. Because it doesn't feel like it's about me controlling. It's about me trusting. And so when the disciples ask Jesus, we increase our faith. I think they're asking for something more than make us good churchgoers on Sunday morning. I think they're asking for the kind of trust that is countercultural, that is ego-subduing, that is a self-giving way that is not about us, but it's about God and these connections that God is always wanting to make to bring healing in this world. But it's hard. And from... The undecided view of faith, if you're still wavering from the outside looking in, it does look hard and challenging and risky. So the disciples come to Jesus and they say, increase our faith. And I think they really do want more faith. But there's a challenge when we ask for more faith. Because sometimes more faith means make me a stronger, better person so I can be the hero. Increase my faith so that I can live in this way that will change the world. And Jesus' response to that is brilliant. Hey, all you have to do is bring the tiniest amount. All you need is the little embryonic cell of something that will grow to something no more than a shrub, a mustard bush. And with that and me, You can say to the mulberry tree, this poisonous, enormous tree, be replanted in the ocean and it will happen. Whoa. How does that happen? When I was a little kid, I used to watch this TV show called Bewitched. Anybody remember that? Samantha would wiggle her nose and things would levitate and move around the room. Wouldn't it be nice if the world got re-landscaped? 
If mulberry bushes got planted into the sea, just by the wiggle of a nose, just by the wishful thinking, by some good prayers. The truth of the matter is the landscape of the world has changed. When someone picks up an axe in the name of God and all that is good and true and sacred and begins to hack away at all that destroys and breaks down and divides and polarizes. This week in the New York Times, Charles Blow, writing about racism, says what took a hundred years to grow may take a long time to fully chop down. You don't fight racism, he says, by plucking leaves from the top of a poisonous tree. You fight racism by taking an axe to the root. As you know, part of what we're called to in the year 2016 and 17 here at Highland is to uproot the trees of racism and white privilege under which we've sat so comfortably all these years. But it's not only racism. It's not like we've got our lives together and now we all, all we have to do is go, go address the problem of racism. Racism is our problem. It's us. And it's more than just how we deal with people of different ethnic groups. It's about how we feel in our own skin and how we live as people of faith. And it's not just about racism. It's about anything that divides or polarizes or has people pitted against each other as we seem to be so badly these days. We're living in this kind of hurtful hell that has us anxious as election day draws near, that has us anxious about the state of the world, that has us anxious in our homes, in our marriages, and where we work. Our mustard seed little yes. All you have to do is have faith the size of a little little mustard seed. God will take that. The holy connector will take our yes and re-landscape the world, change, change the, 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 the systems and the environments around us one moment at a time as it awakens in us this ability to make love real because that's who we're called to be. And Richard Rohr would say, that's who we are. We don't decide to be loving. When we love, we allow our deepest and truest nature to show itself. And so when we talk about Commitment Sunday, we're talking about more than fundraising. We're talking about faith raising. About raising the depth of, of, of who we are in Christ. So that Highland Baptist Church is not just another church on the corner. It's people who have been awakened, who have been born again to this new way, this new truth, this new life. So no offense intended when Jesus compares our faith and hope and giving love to the role of a slave. Jesus is saying, that's who we are. We, we, we're slaves to this way. 
We, we, we were made for this way. We were born into this way. It's who we most fully and truthfully are. So live your life. Do it with joy. Don't, it, it's, it's natural. Don't expect to be patted on the back and rewarded because love is who we are. We were made to love. We weren't made to fight. We weren't made to divide. We weren't made to resent or resist. We were made to be the children of God. Rohr says love is where you came from and love is where you're going. You can't do anything to attain it or work up to it. All we can do, he says, is allow ourselves to fall into it, this sacred love that is God, and to let it live in us. So we enter this season where Hyland makes commitments to our financial pledges in 2017. Part of this is the sustaining of this wonderful church that many of us have loved for, for some years. To say yes to helping change the landscape of Louisville and beyond, which is what we're doing. We're raising up children and youth who are becoming disciples of Jesus, are going out into the world. They're going to Atlanta and Chicago and Detroit. They're going to D.C. and Tanzania. and They're going in all kinds of places to do this work of love, and they're coming back, and they're helping us see more clearly. My goodness, we're all connected. We may speak different languages. We may have uh, different points of view. We may see the world differently, but that's good, not bad. It's good. It's God's great diversity, and this church is helping to nurture people who get that. But Commitment Sunday is not only about helping to sustain the life of this church. Even more foundationally, it's about reminding ourselves of who we are. Who we are. We're not this building. We're not even this tradition. We are people of God, touched by God's love in such a unique way that we give money, that we show up, that we allow ourselves to be changed, that we allow the landscape of our lives to be changed and made whole in God. Would you be willing to do that today? to open your life to God, to find that love kind of welling up from within you and connecting to something beyond you and growing and changing everything, really everything. May our commitment to this holy work at Highland reflect our faith and our hope that love given heals and grows and blesses until the kingdom has come and God's will is done on earth as in heaven. Let's pray together. May we this day so open our lives to you, O God, that when we open the doors and end this form of worship to begin the worship of our lives, we might be so ready, axe in hand, to re-landscape your world 
as you dream it to be. Thank you for this moment. Thank you for this table. Thank you for the community gathered in many and varied ways, connecting to you and thus connecting to us. May we feel their oneness with us even as we gather in this time and space. May we feel their presence with us as well. In the beautiful name of Jesus, who makes us one, we pray. Amen.